Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Tonight, Panorama focuses on the terrorist gangs who follow one small second division club, Millwall, in London's Dockland. And that has involved including in our film language you don't usually hear on television. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Achtung Millwall, welcome to the game. You join us in play, listeners. Two minutes gone. Two and a half minutes gone. I've literally just got myself into the ground. I'm all with a kerfuffle. Been selling magazines outside. In a pissing rain under the arch. Like a dosser on renewals, prime in real estate. Bit of satire there for listeners who join up on Mill. My name is Nick Hart, as you well know, and you are here to witness, by method of sound, the conflict between Mill and Peterborough United. Three minutes gone, nil nil. Don't know what's happened in those three minutes. Could have been the best game of football ever, but somehow I doubt it. So, first up, what can we say? Well, first up, I've left my normal recording device at home, so I'm working off the Apple iPhone, so I'm hoping your sound quality and your sound enjoyment are at normal levels. Your levels of satisfaction with our show are at normal levels. Um, Secondly, I suppose I ought to apologise to you. I suppose I ought to apologise to you. That sounds a bit grudging, doesn't it? I suppose I ought to apologise for missing a couple of weeks. Missed out on Warsaw, couldn't make that game. And then last week was away, away in Berlin. The Berlin Film Festival, because I'm such an arty, farty old... What's it, aren't I? I went to the Berlin Film Festival with Mrs Hart. Nice time, watched a few arty movies over there, as one does. So a couple of shows missed, I apologise to you. Profuse. Big team news, I suppose, return of Mark Beavers. I'm seeing in Central Defence alongside Byron Webster. Romeo's over on the right-hand side. Who's that down there? That looks like Ferguson. No, it's Martin, excuse me. Ferguson further forward on the left-hand side of midfield. Ben Thompson Central, I see. Jimmy Abdu and Jed over on the right-hand side. Then up front, we've got the dynamic duo of Steve Morrison. Lee Gregory, long ball into the box there from the uh, pink-shirted, pink-shirted, or or Cerise, I suppose you'd call that, Cerise-shirted Peterborough side. Four minutes, five minutes approaching. They're attacking down the right-hand side as I'm speaking, so as I waffle. I've done no prep for this game, listeners. This is why you listen to me. No prep, no prelims. Literally sit down, having, having been selling the fanzine outside, all out of breath. 
So yeah, I'm hoping the sound quality is good enough for you. If it isn't, well, I'm sorry, there's a money-back guarantee with this show, as you know, listeners. Here come Peter Brad down the middle. Nice bit of midfield work there by Ben Thompson. Poor show Tuesday night, as we well know. Poor show against Scunny. Tuesday night, 2 0 defeat. Very poor display by Millwall. I thought Ben Thompson that night looked a little bit lost when he came into the fray. But today, so far, looks like an open game to start off with. And he looks like he's uh, more his kind of style. Here comes Jimmy Abdul on the right hand side. He's got Steve Morrison overlapping. Morrison pauses. Ball into the box towards Abdul. The goalkeeper slides on this wet surface. It's been a persistently wet afternoon. Listeners. Some of you are now listening to very uh, dry, arid conditions of uh, Australia, USA, and other places around the world, Africa, no doubt. But today's been a damp, cold, miserable afternoon in Bermondsey. And the goalkeeper slid out on his arras there, a good five yards on the skiddy surface. Six minutes into the game, nil, nil. Here come Liederborough, uh, Peterborough, Liederborough, an old German now. Here come Liederborough of Scandinavian. That ball went nowhere, incidentally. So whilst I was away in Germany, in Berlin, um, an existential threat to our future, our very being, cropped up online, as I'm sure you're all aware, listening in to this show. The Defend Our Den petition was um, relaunched ahead of a meeting of Lewisham Council on Tuesday night. Here comes Shane Ferguson while I'm waffling about Steve Bullock and his Lewisham Council cronies. Ball's over that now, it's Martin. Ball in the box cleared. And Peterborough bring it away. Seven minutes, eight minutes on the clock. Yeah, an existential, as, as one gets in this life of Millwall, an existential threat to your existence. This is an ex existential threat, isn't it, in itself? The word defines what it is. Um, cropped up, and there was a huge petition online, all relating to the compulsory purchase orders, or the, the desire to compulsorily purchase the land outside the den, the car park and adjoining lands, by a redevelopment company by the name of Renewal who are hand in glove with Lewisham Council. I think that's probably the best and least libelous way I can put it. Hand in glove. Ball into the box there. The Peterborough forward goes flying there. Hint of a penalty shout, but the referee's having nothing to do with that. And then a huge online petition took place. 18,000 names almost now as I speak to you on the Saturday. Um, the decision of Lewisham Council on the Wednesday were considering whether to grant orders to compulsory purchase the land outside the den was to defer that decision having uh, with the intervention of the MP Vicky, Vox, uh, Vicky Foxcroft and uh, Lord Roy Kennedy a Millwall fan a member of the House of Lords who also intervened here come Peter Burr as I'm talking shot from the edge of the box diving save by Jordan Archer skidding shot along the ground diving save to his left by Archer nine minutes goes behind for a corner and the denouement, or the temporary denouement of the story being that the uh, decision as to whether Lewisham will indeed compulsorily purchase the land outside the ground was deferred till uh, the earliest possible opportunity, which may be ne uh, next week, um, in the hope that Millwall FC and Renewal Redevelopment can sit around a table and hammer out a deal that enables the club to be part of the regeneration of the South Bermondsey area. Can that happen is a $64,000 question. We, we don't know. Lots of talk about it happening. Um, whether there's a desire and a will to do so on both sides remains to be seen. Certainly our chairman, John Berrelson, has gone out and said that being part of the regeneration is essential to the club's commercial future. Um, and who are we to, to deny that? He's the man that's been putting in 
40 plus million pounds of his own money or his company's money so if he says that then it has to be what we accept as uh, correct and right for our club so I would call upon every single listener if you haven't done it already I'm sure you have but visit the uh, Defend Our Den Twitter page the Defend Our Den Facebook page get on the uh, Mill Petition it's all over the internet you'll find it easily enough the Mill Petition put your name to it if you haven't done so already because the more pressure we can build on, on Lewisham to include us within this redevelopment, the better it is for the future of Mill Football Club. And that's all we give a shit about. Comes Romeo, talking about the future of Mill Football Club. He's balled into the box there towards Morrison, went nowhere. 11 minutes gone. Good atmosphere in here today. Good. Um, it's, a, it's a wet day. Floodlights are on. Grey skies. Misty rain in the air. Don't go away. The kind of rain that gets right through to your very bones. But it's a nice atmosphere inside the ground so far. Peter are playing open style and we seem to respond well at home to teams that play it wide open. So yeah, the renewal scheme, the stadium itself, the actual stadium, which sits on, a, on ground leased from the London Borough of Lewisham, so the stadium itself is safe enough within the context of the redevelopment, although some conspiratorially minded people regard the idea of a Millwall being in the middle of a redeveloped South Bermondsey where you've got you know um, the flats where people have invested, businesses where people have invested. Um, regard that as rather a long ball forwards. Jesus! Jordan Archer headed the ball over his own over, over the bar. Long, huge ball forwards. I want to see that against a massive long ball forwards. Jordan Archer going backwards, couldn't get his hands to it, headed it over his own bar. I've never ever seen such a thing in all my life. That was Mexico goalkeeper style, flamboyant goalkeeping. 12 minutes gone. Jordan Archer with a huge punt forwards from Peterborough, goal bound. Couldn't make it back, so he headed it over his own crossbar. Have you ever heard such a thing? I never have. Never seen such a thing before. Ball in the box that's gone behind, that's going to go for a goal kick. Never have I seen such wonders before. Wow. The Dens of Bars, they listen to that round of applause. Flamboyant goalkeeping. I, I don't know what you want to call it, it was madness. He headed his own, the ball over his own crossbar from underneath the crossbar completely lost track of what I'm talking about with renewal is in the end what can you say it's multi multi billion million pound deal land deal in London money talks Mill want to cut of the action and John Berylson says it's essential for our future so if he says that that's got to be good enough for us all so get your name on that petition badger your, your councillors badger your politicians if you're in the London Borough of Lewisham keep the pressure on them because it's going to be essential to our future that we do so Mill free kick going to leave that there now because quite a lot has been said about that whole um, subject and on Twitter and online ball into the box the uh, Peterborough goalkeeper punches it clear Rosa from Mill thrown about halfway inside the Peterborough half 14 minutes on the clock it's been a well a talking points a plenty as this game has opened up I'm still buzzing actually from that Jordan Archer headed over his own bar thing we're going to be talking about that later to Glenn of this is Millwall I've never seen anything like it I've said that already though. A lot of blokes asking me outside, selling the fanzine about our playoff chances. Are we good enough? Is our squad good enough? Well, we, we flatter to deceive. I mean, certainly results have been going our way for the most part, apart from Tuesday night's poor performance. But overall, do we, do we really think our squad has got, has got the depth to mount a serious playoff challenge? It's, it's an open question, really. But that said, you take each game at one at a time, as the, as the cliche will have it, and um, get past our first 11. I think one of the interesting things has been the lack of substitutions that Neil Harris has been making, which says to me there's not an awful lot of depth on the squad, on the uh, depth on the bench. 
So, you know, reading into that, the fact that past this first 11, there's not an awful lot standing behind them. So, whether that's going to be good enough or not remains to be seen. That said, we're now what, midway through February, March and April, the business end of the season, and um, we're still in with, in, in with the mix. So, yes, we are playoff contenders, and yes, we have a chance, is my take. Whether we should be or justified in being is, is quite another question. It's, it's only league point, league table, the points league table. There's no moral league table in this in this life, is it? So yeah, left me normal recording device at home, the Sony. Instead of that, I'm on the Apple iPhone. So you got to tell me, listeners, whether the sound is as good as or worse than or better than the other one. I think the other one normally wins the battle of the sound systems, but this is not a bad substitute. It's, it's certainly good enough for. Um, an event like today where there's not a huge amount of crowd noise around me. The other one is much more focused on the voice. So I'm going to do a little bit of technical talk now. It has certain kind of patterns of sound pickup. So when you're speaking directly into the microphone, it'll pick up just my voice to the exclusion of others around me. The Apple iPhone, less sophisticated, more than good enough, but less sophisticated. So you tell me, make it a choice, Sony or Apple, battle of the sound systems. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Kicking off over in block number 46, lower, lower deck is open brawling with stewards fisticuffs I'm not sure what it's all about it's enlivening the crowd there's, there's pushing and shoving going on over there I'm taking a break away from the game which this is much more exciting gesturing wanker signs going down there stewards and coppers running around there now let's kick that off I don't know I really really don't know open disputes shall we say Frakar Millwood attacking down the right hand side whilst that's taking place he's going to go for a throw in 18 minutes, 19 minutes. That's not like it's going to calm down, but you've got a mob of coppers going around. It's not going to go away for those people. Oh, there's a kick going in there. There's, there's, there's open brawling going on at the moment. What the bloody hell that's all about, I do not know, listeners. You can tell it's kicked the crowd off. There's a, the upper deck's looking over, looking down on it. It's going down. The stewards have been beaten back down the, down the hallway. Coppers going round the back. This is not going to end well for someone over there. 
Meanwhile, Romeo's attacking down the right-hand side. Can he get the ball? He's going to go for a corner. 19 minutes, 20 minutes approaches. Corner Millwall. The dispute's been taken outside around the back of the uh, lower deck, so it's out of my eyesight now. So I can't tell you any more about that. Meanwhile, Ferguson's got a corner over on the right-hand side as Mill attacks. It'll be a ball deep, 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 deep towards the Webster. Ball bouncing around, still inside the, pe the penalty area. Oh, it's over the bar! Lee Gregory from 0, 0.0 puts it over the bar. 20 minutes, fuck me. Real opportunity for Lee Gregory over the scoring line. Ball bouncing around, penalty area. It's headed back from Morrison. Gregory from point blank range volleys it over when it was easier to stick it into the net, he says, being no good at football himself. It's all calmed down inside the stadium at least. It looks like something's going on around the back of the uh, block 47. I can't tell you what that is. A lot of people are looking down there. Um, it's not going to end well because uh, unfortunately CCTV inside the stadium is such that you can't um, blow your nose without um, the man in the, the, man in the uh, sky knowing about it. So. I wish those guys well. Whatever the dispute was about, I don't know. Um, but I wish them well. Wish them well. That's what I'm going to say. So, halfway through the first half, 24 minutes actually, a little over halfway through the first half. What can I tell you about the game? It's been actually quite an open game. It's been event eventful, to say, the, to say the least. What with Jordan Archer down one end, chances for Lee Gregory at the other, and a kickoff in the lower tier on the, on the east stand. Um, it's been all go. Entertaining stuff on a grim, cold, grey afternoon. In South Bermondsey, soon be called New Bermondsey if the new renewal gang get in. Incidentally, I, 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 my, my Twitter Hall of Fame, I, not many people block me on Twitter. I, I tend not to be abusive or too, um, you know, too direct. But um, amongst the, uh, there's a select few that have blocked me on on, on Twitter. Um, one of which is now uh, Dave Sullivan, former uh, leader of Lewisham Council and uh, former director of the football club here, yeah, Millwall, back in the 80s. Um, pictured online, he's blocked me. I'm not sure why, I just followed him just to pick up what he's saying about the whole renewal and the uh, new Bermondsey, South Bermondsey redevelopment scheme. And lo and behold, I went to have a look today and he's blocked me. Um, so he's, he's joined a select gang. I won't tell you who else has blocked me because, um, well, it's a gentleman doesn't, but um, he's joined a, a select gang of people that don't want me to see what they're saying. Kind of a badge of honour in, in a bizarre way, isn't it, really? To be blocked by a former leader of Lewisham Council, head honcho with renewal come Peterborough. Just outside the middle box, overlapping run there, he's into the ball, into the penalty area. Bobbing around, he's got man free. Little defence not wanting to attack him, he's pushed him back outside the penalty area. He's got a little bit more calmness now, Peter on the attack. 25 minutes on the left-hand side now. The initial rush of that run has been dissipated, but they've still got the ball. Ball into the box, flicked header. Panic stations, they've gone in the net. Offside, thank fuck for that. Looked like um, Beavers hesitated a moment, the ball was popped into the net for 1 0 to uh, Peter, but the linesman, our trusty linesman, who we probably bunged, raised the flag for uh, offside. 26 minutes, it remains therefore 0 0, but I thought for one minute that was the opening goal of the game. We're on the attack, got a dispute going to my left hand side here now. Two fans having a dig out, we've got another row going now. Dispute over, over play. It's about, about a, a playing matter. We've got two blokes screaming full blue murder at each other. It's all gold. Look, ladies intervening to try and put some um, peace into it. What's going on today? What's in the water? What's, what's happening? It's renewal. Maybe renewal have actually um, laced our water with aggressive drug. We're like, we need it. Everyone wants to have a row with each other. Peace and love, man. Peace and love. Little boy crying. Oh, come on. This ain't right, is it? 
something about today, listeners. I don't know. They've got, they've got two blokes screaming, jacking and blue murder at each other. It's been a weird day. This has been a weird week, hasn't it? Weird day, weird, weird, weird events. We've got Millwall fans brawling with, with each other to my right-hand side. I think it was a dispute over a, a playing dispute. Uh, uh, who was good, who was not? Is it Gregory from the distance? Good save by the Peter goalkeeper. Gregory back in the mix. Go 1-0! Ball back in the box from Lee Gregory. Steve Morrison heads home. 1-0 Millwall! Peace and love has broken out to my right-hand side. Everyone loves each other now. 1-0 up. Millwall leading. Shot from Lee Gregory, parry to the right, ball back into the box from Lee Gregory, right hand side, headed home from close range by Steve Morrison, 1 0 Millwall. Poor little sod, little kid crying his eyes out after all that stupidity next to me, honestly. <laughs> oh man, mad stuff. We've got about half a dozen stewards around us now, trying to, I don't know what they're sorting out because it seems to be over and done with. The goal came at an opportune moment, 30 minutes gone, Mill leading it 1 0. Now everyone's shaking hands and smiling with each other. Only at Millwall. <laughs> Good atmosphere. Say what you like about aggression, it gets the crowd fired up. What with it kicking off to my right hand side, kicking off on the, on the um, east lower, opposite. It's been a mad afternoon so far, listeners. Here comes that Peterborough corner. It's deep, it's gone uh, to the man at the back post, it's still headed around inside the box. Ball bobbling around, it's going to be a goal kick. Goal kick, 32 minutes. Supervisors checking in with uh, GHQ here to see what they should be next. I'm not sure there's much more to be done. The Japs who are involved in the row have shaken hands and it's all smiles. I think one, one um, crowd decided to move to another part of the ground, which is fair enough. I don't think they want it kicking off again. That's a fair call. But the supervisors are now standing around trying to look important. Ball in the box there. Wallace was in on that. Goal kick came out bravely. Take, poor clearance gives it to Jimmy Abdu. It's Steve Morrison down the right-hand side. That ball's going to go nowhere Peterborough trying to play a passing style at the back that's put them in a little bit of a problem here because Millwall are pressing on them it's a little bit like our, the way um, you get when you go away because the people have actually opened up quite brightly they're trying to play quite a direct open game and that gives us the chance to press on them win the ball win space and take chances that's um, nice ball falls there so Gregory couldn't just flick it inside there hello Chap now maybe to my right, uh, maybe kicking off again. He's got a supervisor in his face now. A little bit of um, verbals going down there. A few uh, Anglo-Saxons going in there. 34 minutes approaching. This is far more exciting than many of the home games I've been to all season, listeners. Man of uh, man of the short fuse. Man on a short fuse. Stewards are withdrawing. Leave him alone, I think. Probably best move. Oh dear. Bit of a bit of abuse at work there for the supervisor from their man. He, the, the chap wants to have it with him. He's one ang angry man. One angry man. Here come Paul Peter on the attack again. Looks like they, I can't hard tell a number. They've got a very strange numbering system that merges in with the colour of the shirts. That was cleared. Almost a chance for them to make the attack. Ball forward to Lee uh, to Morrison trying to find Lee Gregory. That breaks down. 34 minutes. So I'm caught between two, there's an ongoing football match going on and it kicking off in the crowd near to me. It's um, hard to focus your attention on the match when you've got people screaming blue murder at each other. The stewards are not making any friends here. It's all go, listeners, it's all go. 
calls and assures to leave it alone, it'll be all right. I think that seems to be all of the day. A lot of advice is coming into them to leave it alone. But it all ended in smiles and shaking hands. No dispute, everyone's happy. Outside now, the man wants it outside. Oh dear. Move on the attack. Here's Morrison come down the right-hand side. He forces a corner. 36 minutes. This is going to sound like such a disjointed piece of reportage when I get to edit it. I'm really sorry in advance. Little boy's happy. He's got some Harry bows. So he stopped trying. He's happy now. He don't give a shit anymore. Um, gentleman's been escorted outside. He, think he wants to take it outside. I think that means with the steward. Young lady's departing. Shaking hands next to us. Mental stuff. Corner mill wall. Back to the game. Ferguson's going to take the corner deep into the six-yard box. Webster's on it. Look close. Might not be as close as I thought it was. Headed wide. Morang. Someone's being called. It must have been the Peter Berend. Someone's calling on do do the cunt. I don't know what that's all about. It is something in the water today, listeners. You came down here Tuesday night. It was so cold and it was so dead. Nothing, nothing stirred here. Not even the team. But today it's um, fire, blood and fire. 37 minutes, we're waiting for the call to be taken. This is the strangest game I've been to in some time, this is very enjoyable. Wallace, near ball, no one there, no one there on the near post. Headed clear, Abdul caught out there, ball bounced over his head, it's punted back forwards from Romeo. Flick on header, Beavers can't catch it on the volley. Ball bouncing around midfield now, it's going to go for a throw in. 38 minutes, going to be a Millwall throwing. So slight lull in proceedings after all of that um, kerfuffle, the brouhaha. Peter, we've got the ball deep in the uh, booze for the 12. I, don't, I haven't followed enough of why the 12 would be booed, so apologies for that, listeners. Ball out wide left. Um, poor ball out wide left, and the, Romeo picks up the rebound. It's been a scrappy old half of football, in all fairness. It's been eventful. It's been very, very English, in the sense that there is absolutely no sophistication on the ball by either side. It's been end-to-end -end stuff. There have been opportunities for Lions to um, add to the lead. They've got one goal. There are other opportunities to uh, press on from there. Equally, Peterborough have not looked like a, uh, a side that are incapable of scoring on a day like this. The, the bizarre header over his own crossbar by Jordan Archer being the biggest talking point. But... Um, it hasn't exactly been um, an example of the beautiful game, but as it is, as the 45-minute mark passes, the Lions lead it. One nil. There's half-time. We'll lead it one nil. There's a welcome, refreshing thing to say. We'll lead at half-time one nil. Um, as I say, scuffly game. Lions having the better of the chances, but Peter Bruno means out of it. A poor game overall. We're going to take a little break. And then, as we referred to earlier on, we had a poor result Tuesday night. We did a little bit of a report, a little bit of reportage from Tuesday. We're going to cut away to that, and we'll be right back after that, back to the second half of today's extravaganza. Achtung, Mailball. Uh, good evening, listeners. Welcome to uh, a secret gig, one of those events you know, where Pink Floyd or Prince or something like that someone like that turns up at a secret event in London, hardly anyone knows it's on. Well, it's a bit like that for Mill versus Scumthorpe, despite the fact the Lions are uh, bang on form at the moment, as I've just seen Lions Live Radio put it, bang on form. Um, there's only about, you know, an invited um, intimate group of friends in the den tonight. It is a bit cold, I do appreciate, 
and I do understand that there's Chelsea playing Paris Saint-Germain on the uh, Champions League TV but this is Millwall come on you're listening to this why aren't you down here there's a there's a hand a smattering a smattering of people in the ground any road up I'm not going to bang on about that for too long game's kicked off Millwall attacking the away ends in the first half against Scunthorpe clad in yellow I'm not going to do the full match report tonight you're going to get this on Saturday's show so game's kicked off Millwall attacking the away end of the first half and it's freezing fucking cold so maybe that explains why no one's shown up here tonight, I don't know. The real team tonight, Jordan Archer and Gold. The newfound uh, genius of Romeo in right back, then Sid Nelson, Webster, Byron. Uh, Shane Ferguson across the back line, Wallace, Abdu Upson, O'Brien, Upson coming into central midfield in place of the sluggish and uh, little loved Shane Williams. I think I can say that. Up front, Gregory and Morrison. Game kicked off, very librarian style atmosphere at the moment but let's hope for a little bit of excitement as the game goes on we'll be back at half time dear listeners and um, we'll give you a little bit of an update and perhaps we might oh there's a little bit of noise we might even get a little bit of noise out of this game let's hope so be back later ciao tschüss tschüss Achtung Mehlball oh dear oh dear the old gypsy curse of Mother Shipton the gypsy of Senegal Fields Continues. Mill losing 1-0 half-time against Scunthorpe. Scunny passing the ball around like Holland, 1974. Millwolf, by contrast, looking like Yeovil, 1988. Um, poor Cho by the Lions, a couple of chances. A um, couple of opportunities early on. One for Gregory, I recall, off the line by, by uh, Scunthorpe. And another for Morrison, about mid to halfway through the half. Not taken, inches away. Scunthorpe lead, they passed the ball well, they've got the ball out wide, their goal was from a wide move and then the shot from the left-hand side into the middle net. Some are saying mistake by Sid Nelson, I don't know, i have to see it again on the YouTube, but that isn't good enough by me. All the home curse continues, half-time, Tuesday night, it's f- freezing. Mill one. Achtung, Mehlball. So game's still in progress, it's about two minutes, one minute left to go. Scumfolk leading it 2-0 now, thanks to some shambolic late defended by Millwall. Um, better second half by the Lions, but still an awful show overall. A typical home performance for this season. It's cold Tuesday night, poor show by the Lions. Lee, uh, Lee Gregory had a chance, Harry didn't, Harry didn't score, I don't know about halfway through the half. Overall improvement on the first half, but that really is not saying very much, listeners. Uh, it's been 40, well, 90 minutes of my life. I won't get back again. Really sat in the freezing cold. Same as 8,000 other people. Apparently 8,000 there tonight. You could have fooled me. That's all I know. Um, a night, as I've posted earlier on, on Twitter, a night to warm a developer's cold, cold heart. Achtung, Mehlball. It was bizarrely enjoyable as a first half. I hope you enjoyed my coverage of Tuesday night's debacle. Today's game, much, much more full-on, red-bloody. This is Millwall. It was a Millwall game that first half. Some good effort on the pitch. Second half just kicked off, as you would have heard. So, yeah, good old-school, rough-edged Millwall game. Played in the grey, cold, damp of New Bermondsey. You better start calling it New Bermondsey now, because that's going to be its new name. Forget your Surrey Canal. Any of you boys out there have been brought up along... Surrey Canal Road in the, in, in the area. Forget about all that. You're no longer required. You're now part of New Bermondsey, so better get yourself a hipster beard. 
get yourself some pulled pork sandwiches and get yourself a cafe latte, a skinny one perhaps, because that's where it's at. Forget old Bermondsey, this is new Bermondsey. Peterborough on the attack, second half, Mill attacking the cold blow lane end. Ball out wide, this is Jared Wallace, ball in the centre, nice ball. Ben Thompson, clatters through two players there. Ball runs clear, this is Wallace again, does well, gets clattered from behind from the three. Crowd are in uproar, they caught him from behind badly there. What's going to happen? The crowd want him off, went straight for him from behind. Took his ankle, he seems all right, he's holding his ankle, sitting up on the floor. Referee, I think, will bottle this one. Crowd are baying for a red. He went straight through him. What's he going to give? Going to hold with this. I think it's going to be a yellow, by the way, his, his body language implies to me. It's the 30, not the yellow. It is yellow. Crowd are incensed by that. They went straight through the back of um, Jed Wallace. Will free kick. So the second half has opened up with incident within the seconds of the, of the whistle starting it. It's been quite a game. I've quite enjoyed it. I am quite enjoying it. That's what you go to football for, games like this. Full on, man's game, English stuff. We love it. Free kick Millwall. Halfway inside the Peterborough half, just left side as we attack. It's Beavers, uh, uh, sorry, Ferguson, cross into the box there. Headed up, close range, it's 2 0! Who's that, Gregory? 2-0, close range, and it's hard to see who it was. Ball floated forwards from Shane Ferguson. Headed up, looping kind of ball forwards. Close range, and it must be Gregory, is it? Too far away, my old eyes are going on me. Mill lead it, 2-0. Let's wait for Mr. Byer for now, he'll tell us. Lee Gregory, Lee Gregory, not Lee Gregory, Lee Gregory. My eyes aren't so bad. Feels a lot more comfortable at 2-0. That's for sure. Long diagonal ball forward from Peterborough. The uh, 47's got it down in front of me. 37, sorry. Very hard to tell their numberings. As I've said already. I might even say it again. Yeah, it's my show. I might say it repeatedly. Might make the whole podcast. Me moaning about their shirt numbering system. As it is, Mill clear the lines. Byron can't do it very well. It's a very scrappy um, afternoon's football. But highly entertaining. Peter are back on the attack. 50 minutes just passed. They're coming forwards, trying to find a ball through. Romeo is almost caught out there. It requires one of Byron Webster's industrial farmyard clearances, Yeovil style. It does that very well. I think the crowd have enjoyed themselves today, listeners. It's been um, an entertaining old school afternoon so far. Almost like the old days back at Colblow Lane. New on the attack here is Wallace. Charges him well. Wallace on the edge of the penalty area. Ball through. He finds Ferguson. Can Ferguson slam home? Shot straight at the goalkeeper. Probably Wallace was a little bit too unselfish there. Maybe could have taken the shot on himself, as it was. Ball one back here. Steve Morris will come down the right-hand side. Going to go for a mill throw. Giving that uh, bearded hipster defender a torrid afternoon's work. Mill window ball back. Mill throw in about halfway inside the Peterborough half. 52 minutes. I don't know what your take on Cerise is as a colour for a football shirt, but it's not really in my, you know, 1970s era experience, a football team colour. I like old school reds, blues, yellows, greens. We want to attack left and side. And maybe that's been part of Peterborough's problem this afternoon, the Cerise shirt. 
So Millwall corner, whatever the colour shirts they're wearing, 53rd minute. So I'm getting to the old dribbly nose stage of the afternoon, you've got to excuse me. Um, Millwall takes it short. It's going to be Wallace, floats it in from a better angle. Flicked header going over the bar. Can't that. Looks like it was Beavers. Peter Brown the attack now. Two Mill defenders crowd out there, right sided forward. John just blowing my nose. You don't need to know that, it's too much information for you, but this is what you get on Achtung Millwall. You get no analysis of our club's predicament, you get no uh, tactical analysis, but you do get plenty of analysis of me blowing my nose. So here's Mill on the attack, it's Ben Thompson in the centre circle, ball over the top, finds uh, Lee Gregory. Jed Wallace overlapping with him, Gregory from the edge of the penalty area, the thought process went awry. Um, Gregory thought Wallace was going to overlap him, didn't, ball played in the space where there was no one there, but nice idea. Nice 2-0 ahead kind of idea, not such a nice 1-0 down idea. But there we are, 54 minutes, 55 approaches. The bloke next to me is just going out in a Fred Perry shirt, bloody hell, it ain't that mild. It's not too, it's cold and damp rather than cold, if that makes sense. It certainly ain't Fred Perry shirt weather, but there we are, that man's declared summertime. February is the new summer. Coming up for the uh, 60th minute, 59 minutes at the moment, 60th minute approaches. Millwall started out the second half much as they left off the first half. It was a hard working performance. As I've said a few times, it maybe lacks a little finesse at times, but so far more than good enough to have the measure of Peter. But it was half an hour to go. Peter was still not out of the game entirely, but Millwall certainly looked the better side in a scuffly, rainy, cold, lower league kind of way, as I posted on Twitter earlier on. Morrison wins the ball now, long ball forwards. Um, not offside, Gregory's onside, Gregory's through on goal. Can he do it? He checks. Goal, uh, defender takes it off his foot as he was trying to check inside him. The left hand side. Probably just wanted a better angle there when a shot may have been the percentage option from. It was a tight angle, nevertheless. Nice move from Millwall. There was a moment there where Lee Gregory was through on goal but could not um, pull the trigger, so to speak. 61 minutes. Millwall corner, left hand side. Going to be Shane Ferguson that takes. To lob it into the mix. Here it comes. The ball into the box. Central. Deflected header, it's 3-0, straightforward header by Steve Morrison, glancing header, ball bounced on the floor, into the net, 3-0, let's have a look at the replay, straightforward corner, unchallenged header pretty much from Steve Morrison, ball bounces down low, and then up and into the high side of the net, 3-0, game over for the Peterborough fans, I think. <coughs> there we go. That's a much more comfortable feeling. Steve Morrison, two today, one for Lee Gregory. 3-0. 62 minutes gone. Here's Jeb Wallace on the attack, straight from kickoff, pretty much. Wallace roasts his man on the right-hand side. Ball into the box. Off the foot of Lee Gregory in front of goal. Still, the attack still continues. Going to be a throw in from Millwall. Halfway inside the half. You get a sense there may be goals yet. Peterborough out of it now, 3-0 down. There's still half an hour to go. Mill maybe are hungry for a big win. The party pieces now. Romeo tries to back heel a, a ball over someone's head there. Free kick given in the event, so Mill was starting to relax a little bit and start to bring out the old disco dance routines. Like I do. A party, once I've had that kind of tipping point, maybe a third or fourth drink, you start to fancy yourself as a bit of a Tron John Travolta, you know, or you get yourself out of it. Strictly come dancing merchant, you know? You're out there, you're going to show off some of your moves. And that's what we're all doing this afternoon. They're at that three or four drink stage of the party, and they want to start showing them, showing the, uh, the ladies their dance moves.
but then unite in a your fucking shit song for Peterborough I they weren't that bad in the first half the game's pulled away from now the uh, the second goal clearly will would be the one that um, possibly you could argue killed them the third goal certainly has um, both sides were pretty much on a par for chunks of that first half but certainly now with a three goal cushion this should be Mill's game because the away fixture of course was that strange 5-3 loss for Millwall back in um, was it September October a few months ago now wasn't it um, we went up there and covered that game on Acton Millwall and that was one of the stranger games of the season I think that was the game where Ed Upson got injured I think Jimmy Abdu was injured in that game and um, one of those odd situations where you can score three goals and still lose a game um, is what happened to Millwall but certainly today we've scored three goals and we should be expecting to win this from this situation now if we don't we want shooting Peterborough attack <clears throat> as the Beatles number Hey Jude revolves around the band Peace and love has broken out. It was a very aggressive first half in the crowd, but this after, you know, as, as the second half's worn on, peace and love has broken out. It's like a 60s revival. It's like Woodstock in here, listeners. Like Woodstock. Why can't we all get together? Why can't we all live together? Long shot on goal, parried away by Joel Nasha, shot from about 30 yards out on target. And parried away quite nicely by Joel Nasha. Skidding ball as well, so he didn't want to take. He let that go for a corner taken comfortably by Jordan how many times have we say that maybe if I get a fiver for every time I say taken comfortably by Jordan ball back on the attack now Wallace on the right hand side of the penalty ball floated into the Peter box flashed across the goal just wanted a touch it's on the far left hand side it's Shane Ferguson he's trying to find uh, space Joe Martin helps him out puts the ball into the box that's too low got nowhere it's going to go for a mill throwing Peter are looking very demoralised now um, they're not looking the, uh, anything like a side that have any interest in the game. Quality of the Peterborough passing now has, has really gone downhill. That's supposed to be a crossfield ball, went just straight to the feet of Steve Morrison now. It's, uh, Morrison couldn't do much of it any either. Here they come again though. 39, drawing some booze. Can't tell you what for. That's a sliding tack from uh, Wallace. Might have drawn a, a free a whistle on another day as it is play continues. Here's the 39, he shoots from distance. Wide left, wide left of the post. He's got something to say to the referee. Crowd don't like him. 69 minutes gone. Mill lead it 3-0. Gregory's been doing some work up front this afternoon, listeners. He's used very much as a target, man. I know it sounds a little bit bizarre, but there's a lot of balls put forward to Lee Gregory. He's got back to goal. And he's got work to do to kind of retain the ball and pass it wide, right and left. Does a fantastic job of that. I know that he misses his chances. He missed one in the first half. It's worked out OK for us today. In fact, he missed it. And that's the major criticism. He needs four or five chances to get one goal. But the work the boy does makes up for that. Your call. That is your call. You decide. You, the listeners, decide whether Lee Gregory's work rate on and off the ball makes up for the fact that he misses quite a few chances. He's on 20 goals at the moment, looking like he's on course for more than that by the end of the season. So... Your call, listeners. You, the listeners, decide on this show. This is not my show. This is your show. You tell me. Does Lee Gregory deserve the criticism he gets? Mill substitution. Morrison's coming out of the game. It's a good applause. Two goals today for Steve Morrison. Another fantastic day's work. He's been in the face of the Peter for defence all game. John Marcus is coming in with uh, longer than he normally gets. He normally gets a couple of minutes. Today he's going to get 17 minutes plus extra time. 
Morrison comes out to be replaced by John Marquis. Another little substitution, 75 minutes. Lee Gregory is coming out of the game to a round of applause again. You can hear that. Great performance by Lee Gregory today. Both of the front two, Morrison and Gregory, have done um, very, very well for us today. In comes Aidan O'Brien to play with John Marquis as the front two for the final uh, 14 minutes now of the game. Jimmy Abdul win a free kick, little tangle midfield. With a rather surly member of the Peterborough side there. A rather squat little midfielder. Seems to have something of, a, of an attitude about him. The referee's having a word with him at the moment. Almost grabbed hold of Jimmy Abdul as he was trying to win the ball off of him now. Damn his eyes. We've done a good job of pressing and chasing down Peterborough in defence today. They've not had much time and space inside their own half. That's a tribute to the, uh, the Mill forward line, Mill midfield. Done a good job of pressing them deep in their own half. Well played Mill today. 85 minutes. 85 minutes. And it's the introduction of Freddie, Ate My Hamster, Anya Denmark. In for Shane Ferguson. Another good round of from Shane Ferguson played well, a lot of good wing play. Balls into the box, headed, headed home from close. Tribute to the quality of the crossing, of course, the assists, as it's known in the modern game. Shane Ferguson had a good performance today. A good round of applause for him as he leaves the pitch. Solid tackle by Ben Thompson, midfield there. That was a boom that went round the den. As he and the uh, Peterborough player collided on the ball. Peterborough player down at the moment. Advert on the Jumbotron for an old school disco, and that's spelt with a K, as I'm sure you know already. Um, when is it? Friday the 28th of 26th of February. An old school disco with DJ, can't see his name. Um, held, it's going to be held in Harry's Bar. Harry's Bar. An old school disco in Harry's Bar. On Friday the 26th of Feb. If that's your kind of thing, then tickets can be obtained from the club website. Um, can't tell you who the DJ is because it's the fact the writing is so fancy it's like Comic Sans writing and I can't read it but anyway I want to know if they'll play Sylvester's You Make Me Feel Mighty Real kind of a gay house classic isn't it but what a song back in the 70s that was the number that and YMCA strangely enough which didn't have any of the kind of camp connotations at the time that has acquired since it was a dance floor uh, king at one point but whether DJ can't read his name will be playing that kind of material or not, who knows. Harry's Bar, 28th of Feb, it's gone from the screen. A little bit of a pause whilst a, a Peterborough player, who may be a West Ham slag, Collison, has been receiving treatment, has hobbled off the field to some abuse. Game just being played out to its logical conclusion now, no, no more incident, nothing worth the name. The incidents of the first half and then the two goals that killed um, Peterborough in the second been the main talking points. Good performance by Mill, especially in the second half. First half, you could argue, was uh, we had the better of a scuffle. Second half, we've really um, come into our own and dominated and done well to win the time and space to take the chances. So, well played to the forward line, Greg, uh, Lee Gregory and Steve Morrison. The bearded hipster man pushes over John Marcus as I'm talking to you late in the game. He must really need that yellow card he's got there because there's no other reason to do what he did. They're three goals behind. We're into the last couple of minutes of the match and he decides to push over John Marquis in full view of the referee and acquire a yellow card. What else are you going to get, you silly, silly hipster? There's the end of the game. Mill three. Peter Brunel. Excellent second half performance by the Lions to press on from that 1 0 lead at half time. A scuffly game, not a beautiful game, not one for the, uh, the connoisseur of beautiful football, but more than effective from Millwall. Standout performances Lee Gregory, Steve Morrison, uh, Jed Wallace. 
And in all honesty, the whole midfield unit, I thought, done well. Defence at times looked a little wobbly. Jordan Archer, as ever, we expect it. Great performance from him too. There he is. Mr. Byfer now plays us out. We're going to be right back after these messages with Glenn from This Is Millwall. Stay tuned. Right, a massive welcome back to the show to Glenn from This Is Millwall. Long time no speak, Glenn. It's been a while and I think we're breaking a record today. This is the first time I've been on and we've won. Yeah, this is breaking new ground, mate, isn't it? Um, I really enjoyed today's game. Um, I don't know, I know you are up in the exec lounge today, weren't you? So what did you make of it? I thought it was a really enjoyable old school form of entertainment on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was It was an old school... Millwall event, really. It was. Uh, I, I think I tweeted, it reminded me of, of the Middlesbrough home game a few seasons ago, two, three seasons ago, maybe. Where it, was, it was just the same. It was just chaos. But in a way, it kind of it kind of killed it because the Peterborough fans, I think, bottled it a bit after what happened and, and they went quiet for the rest. I don't, don't think they sung at all, really. No. So I've got some words here from the internet. Scum, disgrace, shut it down. <laughs> It's uh, the back to the 80s, blah, 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 fucking blah. Yeah, um, I know. This, well, you know, that's the police for you. Know, <laughs> yeah. Younger listeners to this show, and I, I even include you in this, um, Glenn, might want to know, well, not listener, but contributor, might want to know that today's game and events was a little taste, a little taste of what it was like in the 1970s. That that was what Cold Blow Lane used to feel like on occasions. There was a, there was, you know, it was, it was a great, it was a great cold day. Um, rain was in the air, floodlights were on. It was, it was a muddy, scuffly kind of game, wasn't it? And you, <laughs> you had um, a major league kickoff in the, in the East Lower. Um, yep. And then where I was sitting, you won't know about this one, but where I was sitting in Block One, two blokes fell out over. Um, a point of um, criticism of the defence. I think there was a, an, uh, an incident where Peter were almost threw on goal in the first half, and that was finished up in an eye-bulging, vain standout on your forehead, pointy finger standoff. <laughs> and I, yeah, what... I saw something was going off in the west, in the west upper. But yeah, everyone was just leaning over. <laughs> And it was, I thought, what's in the water today? I don't know, maybe Renewal have laced it with radiation or something of that kind to try and clear us off the site. Is it, it's not a full moon tonight, is it? <laughs> it was a wonderful afternoon's events. Um, we, we won't dwell too long on the East Lower. I mean, from what I read, I, I have no idea what happened. I'm only going by mm. what we read on the uh, on the internet, but there was an incident with an elderly chap being asked to move out of the aisle, mm. um, and then the rest of it was um, was what we saw. Um, beyond that, I don't really know what happened other than the fact that it was uh, old school, and um, I've personally found it entertaining. I don't know what anyone else listening to this show will make of it. What did you make of it, Glenn? Did you find it entertaining? Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, they, you support me, well, things are going to happen. You're going to get called scum and vile and racist or whatever else you're going to get called. And, you know, at the end of the day, even if we try to change our reputation, it's never going to happen because people won't let the reputation go. So, no. know, we, we went years without incident. And then, but they, you know, any anytime anything happens, you know, drag out the 80s loot and riot footage and, and so on and so on. But, uh, you know, it's, it kind of reminds me of the Joker's speech in the, in the, in the, 
the second Batman film. I can't remember. Go on, then. You're gonna have to enlighten me on this one. Come on. <laughs> uh, where it basically says, you know, when a when a when a soldier dies, no one cares because it's all part of the plan. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, you kill a president or whatever, and everyone goes mental. <laughs> I thought that's kind of what it's like. You know, people want to see. You know, it, it makes them feel comfortable because Millwall. Millwall were back. Uh, Millwall hooligans, and you know, it makes them feel safe. You know. A <laughs> wall twenty seven on Twitter posted, "Oh, good, Millwall scum again. I love it." And I thought that kind of summed it up. Actually, I was, that was it in a nutshell. You got Peterborough fans filming on their mobile phones, and there's a, almost an iconic girls voice saying oh they're all running downstairs to get involved in and that, that was my favorite part of the footage actually. <laughs> any other football club people would move away from it <laughs> they're firing they can't get downstairs quick enough to yeah. go and get involved so got some good cardio a day up and down the stairs <laughs> um sadly and I, I do feel sad it's uh, probably all going to be cctv so i do expect some of the chaps to um hear more about this but there we go that's modern football for you that's a shame um, it's just, in the olden days it just been a uh, well, it disappeared into the crowd, that's, and uh, everyone yeah. just walks away and gets on with it. That's the difference. But there we are. It was it was an unconventional afternoon's entertainment, unconventional game of football. Because I thought the first half was it was end to end, and there was a, an opening chance I recall from um, Lee Gregory. I think he missed from close range early on in the first half, and I must admit I thought here we go again, Glenn, because. Mm. Um, it was a volley from a couple of yards out, and somehow he put it over the bar. Um, until then, it'd been no no great incident, but that was the first big moment. And I thought, oh Jesus, here we go again. It's going to be a rerun of Tuesday night. Yeah, well, thankfully I missed Tuesday night. I was working. Lucky man. Uh, I, I've, I've heard the the reports though that it was it was pretty horrific. <laughs> well, in, in in some ways, I'd, what I would say is that, um, again, on Tuesday night, there was a very early chance, again, for Lee Gregory, and um, that was that went astray, and then the rest of it unfolded in the way it did. We, we didn't play well. The early chance was missed, and they got a goal, and that was that. Um, yeah. And I, initially, I thought, well, this is how this is going to go this afternoon, um, because we missed an early chance. But then we did take that um, move. Uh, again, Gregory's shot was saved for the first goal, and it's lovely, beautiful cross back it was, in. Uh, it was, an un- I mean, the, the move to build up to it as well was excellent. Yeah. With, uh, I can't remember who passed it to Ferguson, but it went to Ferguson, he ran through. Gregory made one of his runs as usual, uh, got the ball. He t- it was a really good shot, actually, when you watch it back, uh, just yeah. the footage before we came on, but he, he took a really good shot. Uh, good save from the keeper to be fair. Carried the wide, wasn't it? Put yeah. in was just, it yeah. was unreal. It was beautiful cross. And headed headed in from uh, fairly close range by Steve Morrison to 1 0. Um, that actually had the effect of calming down the, the kickoff going on my, to my right where I was sitting because in the, the, at the point there was a, the finger pointing and, you know, um, stage and then the goal went in. Suddenly it was all smiles and, and handshakes followed soon after. So I think Gregory and Morrison can act as. Peacemakers, perhaps send them out to Iraq or somewhere like that, and you know, see yeah, if they I'd, can't, I'd, I'd, can't I'd, sort that out as well. I did love it as goals. well when when we scored the first goal. Morrison ran to the west to <laughs> celebrate, but Gregory was over where where it was all kicking off. He was like <laughs> raising his fist at the fans, going mental. It was, it was the first time in the world actually I've seen a bit of. Uh, uh, I'm trying to fit the word the uh, the connection between the fans and the players again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't go to many away games. I think you see it more there, but at you home, do you see it away. Or they don't. No. You know, but it was it was really like they were coming to the fans a lot and yeah and whatnot. So that always, always helps. It's, I mean, you're right. Away from home, especially. I mean, some of the recent results. I wasn't at um, the last two, Rochdale and Walsall. 
Um, but certainly there was a Chesterfield where we won up there. Mm. You do get that. You do that kind of, you get a bond at the end of the game. The, the grounds are much smaller. You're really up close and personal with the players. And at the end of the match, they'll come over and mm. take their applause. And, you know, as you say, you rightly fist pump and the rest of it. And it's nice to see it at home because it's been a real issue, isn't it? This This lack of home form. And today was almost tailor-made for us in many ways because Peterborough, in fairness, although they weren't brilliant, they came to play football and keep it open and that, that played into our hands rather. Yeah, I've got to say, I thought they looked a shadow of the side that we played yeah. against them at their place. Yeah. They, they looked very cagey. Every time we went forward, they, they looked nervous. Yeah. Uh, so I, th- I thought... I've got to be honest, I actually was quite confident today because I knew we'd lose Tuesday because, God forbid, Mill would win a game in hand. So uh, I actually was fairly confident about today, but I didn't didn't say that before the game. The no, tempt fate, tempt fate. No, they did look a shadow of the side. They looked quite useful up at, um, what's their ground called? Uh, London Road, isn't it? Up, yes. up in Peterborough. And I expected better from them today, but they, they, they didn't really get it going. They tried to pass their way around, but never really got it going. Um, I think conditions probably didn't help them, whereas it did help us. It was a greasy, skiddy kind of day, wasn't it? Yeah, we were, well, I thought our players were being quite nasty today as well, which I think yeah. was getting to them. Morrison was ex- was winding up their players all game. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, quite a few of the others were having a bit of a niggle when I... I saw when Gregory got his yellow car for booting that player, it turns out he's a player on loan from West Ham. So, you know, if you didn't like Gregory before, surely you've got to like him now. You've got to love the man. You've got to love the man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was one of the criticisms from Tuesday that we got bullied slightly by Scunthorpe and, and they did physically impose themselves on us. So I'm guessing the pre-match instructions before today's game was to correct that fault and, and, and lo and behold, we did. And I thought it was a strong performance across the board. I, I want to pick out Jordan Archer, Glenn, because it was... Um, I can't remember what stage, it was about midway through the first half. It was one of the most extraordinary things I've ever seen on a football field. Um, I'm referring, I missed the fact it was a back pass actually in the oh, moment. Right, okay. I, didn't get, I didn't get that until I got home, saw it on the, the YouTube clips on Twitter. And uh, to head, it, it was a long pump forward as, as I recall it. It was a back pass in reality from Beavers, wasn't it? And mm. clearly caught him off guard and he couldn't get his hands to it, so he headed it over his own bar. I've never seen anything like it. It was it was it was actually a win win situation because if it had gone in, it would be one of the best own goals I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I've nicknamed it the Flying Salmon. You know, we've got the Scorpion Kick now. We've got the Flying Salmon. His, his name know, will live same. on on the internet now. It's, it's going to be in the same bracket as the Mexican goalkeeper who played when Mexico yeah, played yeah. England. <laughs> they did that kind of flying fish thing or whatever. They, what, I don't yeah, know what no, you called. Yeah, Scorpion Kick. Yeah, that's yeah. What I was, uh, Scorpion I was Kick. Thinking. So yeah, I've nicknamed March as save the the Flying Salmon. It was truly amazing. It was mirac- I mean, it's the second miraculous save I've seen Jordan Archer make this season. The previous one being the what I compared in a moment to a Gordon Banks level save against Berry earlier on in yeah, in the season. Yeah. And to pull that out of the hat today was oh, eccentric, inventive, crazy, beautiful, mad. Everything you know, it was it was an incredible moment of uh, in it, the game. It was almost the moment in the game that just summed up the entire day, really. I think it did. Unconventionality ruled today, didn't it? The Lord of Misrule was running around the den, I think, today, and um, it was it was an amazing moment. Um, so yeah, the one nil at half time. I, I mean, I felt at the end of the first half that. Well, Peterborough hadn't looked great, and we had just probably about 60 40 of the play. I, I, they were still in, very much in the game, but we really stretched them in that second half, didn't we? 
Yeah, I've got to say, I mean, even in the first half, I didn't think they looked that threatening. They they could get forward quite well, but they didn't seem to. They seem to. It's almost like watching us sometimes at home, where yeah. we get forward well, but there's no final product. Yeah, um, I thought the midfield today was much improved. I want to name check Ben Thompson, who's getting rave reviews on the House of Fun. I thought he did very very well today. Yeah, which one? Which one to get the nickname Pitbull going for him? So, Pitbull. Uh, you know, for the, the uh, Axel Mill listeners, we can get that one going. Pitbull. <laughs> I think it suits him, Ben Pitbull. Tom's. Although when I was, all right, we'll give, we'll give it a go. In the exec area. Yeah, when he came up. He looks about twelve. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sign of impending age, mate. I'm afraid when the footballers yeah, start true, to yeah. look young, you know, you've had it yourself. No, a strong performance. Again, it was a game made for him because it was a physical contest out there today. Mm. And he does that very, very well. So I, I think someone posted it, comparing with the, the great Terry Herlock, um, as, as a, certainly a Herlock in the making, and he's got that same never-say-die approach. So it's yeah. high praise. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's obviously, for me, that's way too soon to be making comparisons like that. But <laughs> No, this is Millwall. Come on, we're bipolar. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've got to, we've got to, you know, if we win, we over-exaggerate. If we lose, then the world, end, the world ends. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he, I mean, I, I, I would debate whether he should now be in the team for the rest of the season to be honest with you because uh, I love Jimmy Abdu and I thought he made a lot of uh, important interceptions and stuff today but you know the way Thompson played he he can pass the ball a bit better than Jimmy shall we say <laughs> would you team him up with Sean Williams upon his return would you have Thompson and Williams as your midfield uh, well Sean Williams is not my flavour. Not your uh, first choice of player. Okay. No, um, I just there was there's something about him I just don't particularly like. But I don't know. You know, if he if he does his job in the team, then I don't um, mind. It, but it seems to be in favour with Neil Harris. I mean, he's obviously suspended. I think today, so um, the expectation is that he will come back. But mm. I guess the choice then will be whether you play Williams and whoever mm. William, Williams and Abdul or Williams and Thompson gives a different. Williams and Thompson gives a. A bite and a, a drive, whereas sadly Jimmy gives you lots of effort, but doesn't quite give the same drive sense, does he? No, and I think with uh, with Thompson as well, it's 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 baffling watching him in a way because he's he's a youngster and he looks like he's been in the team for three seasons. Yeah. Every time he's been in, it's, it's he's got such a level head. You know, you compare him to say like um, Sid Nelson, who who has a temper and acts you know a bit like a a teenager in a way. Yeah. Whereas Thompson's very, very level headed. Like when he came up today he was you know, people were clapping him as he came in, he was like putting his hand up, looked very humble and uh, yeah. his, his attitude the, the attitude of the players is definitely uh it's very professional. Yeah. Seems uh, I think Bomber's got him. Well, Omar Renane posted on Twitter that well, uh, just before we started recording this show, listeners, Glenn had to have his have his pizza, and I find found myself embroiled in watching The Voice with my wife. Um, but whilst I was flicking watching The Voice, I was flicking through Twitter, and Omar Renane had posted um, uh, a, a kind of a tribute to how the players are coming through from the young the youth size, Justin Skinner, I think it is, managing the under twenty one. Mm-hmm how they're seamlessly fitting into the first team. And I think that that kind of dwells on that point a little bit there, Glenn, because I think he did look a natural fit into that midfield, Ben Thompson, today. And that's quite a tribute to what hopefully will become a production line of young talent coming through. Yeah, I noticed um, New Aldo, uh, is it John Kelly? Yeah. Uh, He he tweeted that there are five homegrown players on the bench today. Yes, that's right, which is what we want to see. That is the, the, the point and purpose of Millwall Football Club, isn't it? We hope... Yeah, um, so every ten years, it's like we we go in a circle, don't we? We we buy all these players, then yeah, get relegated. We have to get rid of them all, and all the youngsters come through. So. 
Yeah, so yeah, I mean, well done, Ben Thompson. Um, I, I felt the whole midfield played well. We pressed mm. um, Peterborough high and won the ball in space a lot inside their own half. The second goal, I'm, I'm actually struggling to recall it. I know it was a, a Lee Gregory header from close mm. range. I th- yeah. Was it Ferguson got the cross in from the left? Am I am uh, I right? I'm not. Actually, 100% sure, to be honest with you. This is why people tune into our show here. Yeah, yep, no, I, I, I <laughs> Accurate reporting. When, uh, when, when I watched the replay, just... Uh, but, uh, yeah, three headers, three goal-headed goals today, that's uh, rare. But, yeah, it was... Uh, I th- it probably I've... was Ferguson. He is, it was either Ferguson or probably Jed Wallace as the only two that can cross the ball, really. Yeah, I mean, the quality, quality of the crossing today was good. So, I mean, even um, Morrison's third goal, which was a free header from a corner, I believe, and that seemed to be almost the, you know, the, the challenge was the most powder puff challenge if it was there at all, and that was that made it three, and that was game over pretty much. Yeah, but, and he could have had another one as well. Um, yes, he could. Yeah, as well. So that could have been four headed goals today. Some interesting statistics on the BBC website. Um, Millwall with overall possession of 48%, which gives uh, Peterborough 52. So we've won a game there, three goals clear, three goals um, spread with um, less than half possession. Eight shots on target for the Lions. Four, uh, eight shots, four on target, I should say. And three of those shots on target in the net. Mm. So pretty good return for a team that's probably got a reputation for being quite wasteful of chances. That's. Uh, I mean, I'm not one uh, possession. I'm never particularly interested in because you can sit in midfield all day with a ball and do nothing. Well, we know that from Ian Holloway's so, period, don't we? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, or well, when we had Ray Wilkins. When but, we had uh, Ray Wilkins, yeah. I mean, Harris Neil Harris speaking to Radio London after the game said how the team digs in for each other. Um, it's interesting in contrast with Tuesday night because the team were actually booed off the pitch on Tuesday which is, mm. which was harsh but it was a poor display on a freezing cold night whereas today obviously completely different vibe and completely different sense of as as Harris says there people digging in for each other. It didn't seem to be so apparent Tuesday night but today very much so. I also thought the um, front two Gregory and Morrison are really looking the, the, the bollocks at the moment because I thought both Gregory and Steve Morris in their different ways worked that Peterborough defence very, very well. Yeah, well, I hate to say I told you so. Um, oh, God, go on, have it on. No, I don't, not at all. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to say I told you. I told, I told you all, Gregory is is the man. You won't believe me, but, you know, 20 goals, first time since Steve Morrison, last time we got promoted. All hail Glenn, the Messiah. <laughs> so been, you know, since day one, you know, people forget as well, you know, people talk about his wasted chances, but this is a guy who, this is only his second season outside of non-league football. Well, 20 goals does its own talking, doesn't it? I mean, I, I, I also, during, I did, a, did the um, commentary piece earlier on, and during the course of the game, I also was struck by the workload that he takes on. I mean, he's used almost as a target now. And that means back to goal. It means holding off stronger, bigger guys than himself and laying the ball off. And I know he has his knockers out there, Glenn. And I know mm. that some people will maybe never take to him. And he, yeah, you can talk about wasted chances. But the work the man puts in it, uh, deserves tribute, doesn't it? I, I think he does a huge amount for the side. Well, I'll probably jinx it now that I'll say this. But I'd say to anyone who doesn't think Gregory's any good is to actually just, for, the, for an entire game, just watch him yeah. and no one else and watch the runs he makes or... The amount of times he makes a chance, you know, the other person might not score, but you know, he's just his work rate is unreal for a striker as well. Uh, he, he kind of is a bit like Morrison when Morrison was first with us, where he chased lost causes yeah. and things like that. Yeah, you know that sort of. Uh, but you know, is is I think he's he's actually quite unreal, and you know, the, the it was a massive jump from 
you know, what I mean, what league was in? Was he in the conference or was he lower down than that? Lower, lower than that. Halifax, I think, are in one of their feeder leagues. Yeah, so you think Northern that I can't remember how many divisions he must have jumped when he came to the yeah. championship, and he probably got played before he was wanting to truly, play. Yeah, yeah, truly ready. Uh, so I mean, I think it's it's quite amazing that you've got a striker there who's, who's banged in twenty goals and people still still knock him all the time. It baffles me. I mean, it happened today. I was sitting the guy I was sitting next to. You know, this is after Gregory had created the the chart uh, for the goal for Morrison and scored his own goal. Yeah. Uh, when there was that chance for a sort of one on one where he made a, a great run. Yeah. Beat the offside trap and he just went slightly wide with it and had a, a bad touch. Uh, the bloke next to him went, Oh, he's just, he's bloody shit. <laughs> and I sort of I just looked at him, I was like, Yeah, 19 goals this season, terrible, isn't he? Like, <laughs> well, geez. 20 goals now. I mean, it's, it's February, we've got March and April to go. So, you know, the way we play and. You know the, the the crosses that have started to come in from the the wide positions. I mean, there's every chance he's going to get to. Well, we'll probably jinx him by saying this. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, twenty twenty five is not out of the question. And I can't remember off the top of my head. We're going to go back to maybe um, Darren Byfield. I remember getting twenty. Um, I don't think we've had too many in recent years. Did Henderson get twenty? I mean, Morrison would have done. I think in uh, in his first season, but. Mm-hmm. These these are rare players. These are standout players, and Lee Gregory's falling into that category. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's not out of the realms of possibility. He could he could potentially get thirty. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's it's puts him into the great zone, doesn't it? You know. Well, this is the bloke that scored four goals in one game, so it's not out. It's not, it's no. not impossible. But thirty, well, ten more goals before the end of the season is not impossible. And the way we play, he's going to get the chances and opportunities. Yeah. yeah, and then the easy response to that is will he take them? But you know, that's that's going to be the. Um, it's not out of the question. So the, well, the fact that we've even got a striker who's in those positions to get to have those chances is something that we haven't had for quite a while as well. So yeah, I appreciate that fact. The fact you know that. Even in the championship, he was doing the same thing. And I, I've, if you put him in a team that put in crosses and things like that, I bet he'd, he'd he'd bang a lot of goals in the championship. I'm reminded with Lee Gregory, and you see it a bit now with the kind of um, the, the current version of Steve Morrison, um, who had to have the niceness eliminated from his game, mm. famously under Kenny Jacket. And I think to a degree, so was Lee Gregory eliminated the niceness. They're both horrible bastards to play against. They're both in, in people's faces. They're both winding up defences. And I thought Morrison did a sterling job on that bearded um, hipster defender for, <laughs> for, for um, Peter. But I, don't know, I don't know what his name is, but I've seen him. I saw him on the telly when I was on the telly the other day. And, you know, they, 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 they almost get defenders to lose the plot slightly. Don't know, Morrison's in their ear. He's, he's, it's just horrible. And oh, that, that's what you want to see. Morrison was unreal today. He was, he was a complete and utter bastard today. Uh, and that's that is the Morrison that I want to see today. I, I turned around and said that that's today. That's why he has a captain's armband. If he, that's the Morrison that I want to see. Yeah, totally. It winds me up so much because I find him sometimes he's really lazy or he starts mouthing off at the other players. Today was like he was pushing their players, mouthing off at them, winding them up. Yeah. It was it was yeah it was brilliant. <laughs> Stuart Mace on Twitter on that very point um, called today a proper Neil Harris performance today. Good to see, um, but he refers to the inconsistency. I suppose it just in a way it goes back to what you've just said there, Glenn. There is there is a, an inconsistency about us, but um, we're sitting in fifth position. Uh, I don't think Coventry played today, which gave no, us a, bit a game of, in hand, yeah, um, which gave us a, a touch of um, breathing space. But nevertheless, fifth position looks. Pretty good. Five point 
uh, five points clear of Sheffield United in seventh place. So six points off second place as well. Which six is points off second place with game against Wigan looming. So mm. yeah, it's it, it's going to be an interesting few weeks ahead of us now. Um, questions for you. I see. I'm interested to see what you say to this. Glenn, I was talking to a lot of blokes outside selling the magazine today, and the debate in the light of Tuesday night was whether the squad has the depth to to see us through these part, last couple of months. I mean, I, I think that we maybe lack a little depth of, of squad at times. I mean, the, the subs that came on late today mm. indicated how um, fragile this first team is because John Marquis came in, and the, I'm not knocking John Marquis. Um, yeah, don't you knock John Marquis? No, no, not no, in front no. of me. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, willing boy. But you know, he's he's no Steve Morrison, and um, Aidan O'Brien came in looking a slight shadow of, it, of the man that we formerly knew, and unfortunately, he's no Lee Gregory at the moment either. So, you know, O'Brien being the best of the bunch, clearly, but there's there's not a great deal sitting on the bench, and injuries may play their part. Mm. And, you know, we don't seem to have a plan B, but we're getting the results for the most part. So the playoffs seem to be in, in our target now, don't they? Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, I'm not sure many, I don't know if people agree with me. I think they might do. I know a couple of people agree with me today. I think we're massively overachieving this season, to be honest with you. True. When you look at how bad a state our club was in when we got relegated... You know, but I mean, Bomber steadied that ship at the end of last season. We, I mean, we almost pulled off another miracle last year. Yeah, we came close um, to it. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, uh, yeah. You look, you look at. He's got no money. You know, we paid off Holloway one or two million or whatever. So that's that's where all that money's gone. Yeah. Uh, he's pulled a couple of. Um, I mean, he signed Shane Ferguson, which is, a, I think, a, a bit of a result. Yeah. If we could get Wallace, that'd be great because I think he's exceptional. Um, but you know, you're looking at no money, uh, no real support from the, the chairman this season. You know, you, you you know that Harris was basically chosen as a as almost like a stopgap because of the last two disasters that totally. they chose. Yeah, totally. So for a man who basically got thrown to the Lions, no pun intended, mm. um, I think we're massively overachieving this season. To be honest with you, so anywhere, I mean, I st- I still don't think we'll go up, but you know, if we've got the opportunity to, we should. You know, we might struggle again next year in the championship, but I've never believed of this, like, going up too soon stuff. No, no, that's... that's, that's you go that's up, you get money, and you can invest yeah. it. And So, yeah, I think we're massively overachieving. We do need some depth, but, you know, what What can you do? Depends how much money we've got, really. I mean, promotion is never a bad thing. Relegation is never a good thing. And anyone that says different, I think, are talking out their, 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 their backside, because... Mm. Yeah, I mean, this current squad would clearly struggle if it was pitched into the championship. We saw what happened last season. Mm. Um, so money would need to come in from somewhere to, to up the, 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 the squad across the board. But, mm. you know, the the, the income in the, in the championship is, is proportionally higher than what we're going to get in League One. I, I do agree. I think Neil has done a fantastic job by building the spirit of the squad, and that will take you a long way, especially mm. in the third tier, Glenn. I mean, you know, the, the quality we're up against often is not that great. So... You know, spirit is is often a deciding factor against these teams, and today was a, a good example of that. Yeah, and this is a first time manager as well. You know, it's it's probably a little bit more difficult because it's Neil Harris. So, I guess you kind of have a little bit of expectation that you know we'll we'll play like a Millwall team if you know if you like. Totally. But you know, this is a, this is a guy who's doing his first full season as a football manager as a, as a fully appointed football manager. Man of the match today for you, Glenn. Who you choose your man of the match? All right, you might want to sit down for this. I, I am seated. Yep, uh, Steve Morrison. Steve Morrison. Yep. Okay, okay, an interesting choice. Okay, I would have, 
I don't disagree with your choice. Um, I would have gone for Lee Gregory personally, but mm. you've been one of Morrison's critics over the course of the season. Previous shows, you and me have spoken, and um, yep. that's an interesting choice given you know where you where you've been with him in in, in previous yeah, conversations. No, I'll, I'll never, uh, I'll never hate a player just for you know if, if they do something right. I'm not going to be like, well, still hate them. Uh, Morrison just winds me up because I think he's he's got so much more potential there. And sometimes he just winds me up with his body language and stuff. But today it was it was like the perfect Steve Morrison, like the grown up Steve Morrison, if you like, performance. You know, the, the older head, yeah. you know, winding up, niggling at their players, drive, you know, winding them up. Uh, you know, obviously score two goals. I thought he acted like a captain today. I thought he was excellent today. It really, he, it really he stood out for me. You know, obviously there was a great lot of standout. I thought Thompson was great. I thought yeah. Gregory was uh, Gregory was always great in my opinion. Archer, yeah. Pulled off two excellent saves today. Um, so, but yeah, Morrison, I just he, he just he was making me laugh and uh, with his <laughs> winding up the thing. So yeah, he really stood out for me. I thought it was it was I thought it was brilliant. Good choice, good choice. I like that. I, I I would take Lee Gregory for me. I don't disagree with anything you just said. Far from it, actually. I I agree. Um, Gregory for me, just purely because today was a, a, a typically English lower league game in many respects. And a less less um, motivated side, a side with less mental strength, mm. could could easily lose that, and we didn't. And it's down to players like Lee Gregory who will do the work, do the hard stuff, and yes, you know they they, they will take the chances um, proportional to his a player of his um, of his level. Mm. I mean, same for Steve Morrison. I take the point about um, you know if you got the, the grown up Steve Morrison more often. Or if the Lee Gregory would take his chances more often, they probably wouldn't be playing at Millwall, would they? They'd be playing at a higher level, earning <laughs> three, oh, yeah. t- three times yeah. as much money. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we've got them. So no, good choice. I like that. I'm going to close out today's show by a couple of tweets here. I've, I've dug out one from Double Denim Dave on <laughs> on uh, Dave Growl on on Twitter um, in reply to a sort of that was the lead singer of uh, Double Denim Dave. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> He's given to um, a saucy reply or two I think he engages on, on Twitter battles and he says mate to somebody I don't know who I love my club and wouldn't want it any other way it's more than football it's a way of life that's surely in reference to the, today's um, your scuffles um, on and off the pitch and I think that's a nice summary of where we all are as a club right now um, we're deliberately not going to make much reference today to the renewal saga because I don't have much more I can contribute to that other than to recommend anyone who's listening if you are out there and you haven't signed a petition, go and do it. It's not not difficult to find. Get on Facebook, get on Twitter. I think that's today's show, Glenn. Yep, it was uh, it was nice to have a, a chat about a victory for a, a happy time. one. A happy one. Uh, really appreciate your time tonight, mate. No worries, sir. Thank you for having me on. Look after yourself, and I'll speak to you soon. You too, mate. Enjoy the rest of the voice. <laughs> Stop blaming your wife. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All I'm doing is shouting, go with boy George, he, he knows music. <laughs> There's not many people that I'm sure that shout that out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll close out there. Thank mm-hmm. you.
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.